Hey everyone, DM Emma here, hopping in to add a quick addendum for this episode. The individual referred to as Gia in the episode has made some discoveries regarding their gender identity since the show was last recorded. They now go by G and use she-they pronouns. Uh, They have given permission for these episodes to still be aired despite the previous name, but please keep this in mind when interacting with them and discussing the podcast in the community once you've listened to the episodes. Thanks and enjoy the show! Greetings, D&D people, and welcome back to Improv Madness, a 5e actual play podcast where no one knows what they're playing or what's going to happen, especially not me. My name is Emma, and I am your DM for this wacky adventure you're about to take with us. This is a one-shot episode, so we've made the characters uh, go back to the previous episode if you wanted to listen to that whole process. And now we get to see how all of that craziness comes together. Before we get to that, though, let's reintroduce our cast and their characters, shall we? Our crew from our lovely Chronicles of Kriath podcast, who now have some brand new crazy characters for you all to enjoy the chaos of. As per usual, going around our virtual table, we will start with the person on my right, which is Gia. Oh boy, hi everyone, it's me, Gia. I'm not playing the goth this time. I am playing a um, mountain dwarf fighter of the Purple Dragon Knight subclass, which is a subclass that I honestly wasn't aware existed before tonight, but we're trying it out anyways. Um, So my character, her name is Sir Anya of Greyreach, uh, a very esteemed, esteemed, I say with air quotes, kind of woman. (laughs) Hell yes. And what an esteemed woman she sounds like with the name already. But we move on to the next woman of our party, Rosie. Hi guys, I'm Rosie. Here I am with a new character. I will be playing Visara. I am a warlock drow uh, with a background of acolyte, and apparently I'm the goth friend this time, as I just so happen to drink in the same uh, tavern that these two know me from. So we'll see how that goes. Indeed we will. As last but not least, we have Jeremy. Hi everybody, I'm uh, Jeremy. And I am playing Salazar Salamander. I am a squire for the Knights of the Purple Order, and I am the squire of Miss Anya, who is currently in the party with me. She protects me from harm, and I do the chores that she doesn't feel like doing. I already hate this. (laughs) (laughs) As we can already tell, this is going to be much more chaotic than anything that goes on in Kriath. But without further ado, we move on to the subject of this group's current shenanigans. You all had ventured to the town of Duskhollow, a nearby town to where you all were from and met in the tavern of, to do a couple odd jobs here and there, some other Organizations needed help cleaning out some basements and whatnot for a few extra gold, and you happen to be in need of gold. But once all of 
the jobs were done, you were invited to stay for the Coffin Festival. A three-day-long festival involving a multitude of craftsmen and various acts and whatnot, all involving the use of coffins. And since Dusk Hollow has over half of its land taken over by an ever-growing cemetery, this is the perfect place to host said Coffin Fest. So you guys have been invited to spend the weekend Enjoy all the good food and drink. Possibly pick out a coffin for when you do finally meet your end. Because as one of the old ladies whose basement you cleared of poisonous rats would have said, Well, you never know, especially with a, a job as dangerous as yours, when you're going to kick the bucket. My husband did it at 33. Our neighbor's over there. Her son kicked the bucket at 10. So who knows when you might die? That's a grim statement. I think we should continue on the day with that. Especially following around Miss Anya. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 no coffin for me, however. I, <laughs> I will die in the throes of battle amongst my enemies. I will know a victorious death. I, however, would, will take 20, please. Oh, well, I myself don't sell the coffins, but there's multiple craftsmen that come in from all across the continent. Wonderful, I get the shop then. See, we'll find something for you. I clap, clap you really hard on the back. <laughs> Lower back, I'm short. Ow. Does that mean I have to carry the coffins? If I pick up anything, we'll make good use out of you, Sally. Another clap on the back. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Fantastic. As you all leave the house, the old woman, Nancy, bags of an extra 20 gold pieces each in hand for some spending money for all of you. I give half of mine to Sir Anya. Right, right, right. Of course, don't forget it. I'm no lady. <laughs> you definitely aren't. I mean, I'm a lady in a way that matters, eh? Right. <laughs> So can we actually go to the fun part now? Onwards! Yes, I told you that you would enjoy it. I told you. This is definitely your kind of atmosphere. You were not lying. So I would like to make sure that I get to enjoy myself for once, please. Yeah, we'll find something for you to do. It's You'll, you'll have a grand time. You'll have a grand time. Come on. I start marching. <laughs> <laughs> I start marching. <laughs> I love it. Yes, you will all get the chance to go ahead and have some fun as you step out of Nancy's house and into the town where a multitude of vendors selling coffins and uh, creepy things of all types are setting up around the town square and the coffin festival begins. I am immediately looking around and going, oh, look at the craftsman on this one, the upholstery on this one. Oh, it's so good. It won't even scratch even dead flesh. It's amazing. Look at this detail here. I, I have no idea what she's talking about, but I'm going along nodding along like a good friend. Hmm. I am keeping my head down in the back. <laughs> And as you step up to one vendor, admiring the upholstery of the oak coffin in front of you, they kind of lean in and they're like, Oh, someone has a good eye. Indeed. This is imported fabric, isn't it? 
all the way from across the seven seas. Interesting. You know, not very many uh, coffin makers would go out of their way for something like this. This is amazing. Well, the fabric is very important to me. Oh? I mean, we have an abundance of different types of trees where I'm from, but good quality cloth is hard to come by. So we save it as a luxury for death. In life, you often can't afford to spend money on trifles and things that don't really matter to you at the time. And fancy cloth, all it's going to get you is an, oh, that looks pretty, and then you don't wear it again until there's some fancy occasion. But in death, you want to be surrounded by the luxury you never offered yourself in life. But it also has to be a premium luxury, you know, so you don't uh, rot through the bottom, of course. Oh, of course. Which is why I hand-select every piece of fabric that I buy. I cross the seven seas to feel it myself before I put it in any coffin. So you, I guess you could say you're a dealer in death. Huh? I suppose so. And who do I have the pleasure of dealing with today? My name is Vasara. Very nice, very exquisite. And then such an exquisite soul deserves an exquisite coffin. What's catching your eye? How much are we talking, though, is really what my problem is. Depends on how luxurious the fabric you want. I start around 10 gold for my cheaper options. But if you want a lush comfort in death, then that's going to run you more around the... Well, my top prices are around 150 gold. Hold on, Vassar, Vassar, hold on. Uh, Sally, give me a footstool. I can't, the, the, the table's up a, a bit too high. I need to see this properly. Uh, uh, of course, and he's going to get down on his hands and knees. <laughs> Climb on his back. <laughs> ah, better. I can't. And you peer into the coffin that uh, the vendor is standing in front of. It's like a very nice, like, royal blue fabric on the inside. I see what you mean. This place is quite nice. Indeed. Are you shopping as well? (laughs) Me? No, 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 no. I'm going to die in the dirt, in the mud, in the blood of enemies. That's where I'm going. Or in the bed. That too, I've done that before. <sighs> Not the dying parts, but the the bed parts. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I you you understand me. This is my friend. She at least used to uh pour a good ale. But um she's also I guess you could say a dealer of death now. Right. Only to those that deserve it, of course, of course. I'm not some maniac who goes around swinging axes around. I take off my, I take the great axe off my back and swing it through the air dangerously close. <laughs> really quickly, just roll me a, roll me a luck check. <laughs> you are standing right in front of the coffin. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's an 18. If we're going for higher numbers, at least. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. So you do manage to make sure that in your random swing of the axe, you see the panicked look on the vendor's face as they follow the axe. And you're just like, thankfully, you're able to. Oh, that's right. There's a coffin in front of me. I probably shouldn't hit it with a sharp blade that could ruin the product and swing above it. 
Salazar noticing, like feeling the movements of her body going, she's swinging her axe again, is going to push himself a little bit higher to try and keep her from hitting things. And it, it succeeds, and you manage not to hit anything. And he's just going to thank his coin purse that it's not going to be emptied out today. I'll climb down, grab my friend Sally under the shoulders, and heave him up to his feet. There you go. Good lad. Sally's going to press the digitation himself clean and just stand behind you. And the vendor, now wide-eyed and kind of wringing her hands, is like, looks back to you, Vasara, and goes, So, what were you looking at? This one is nice. I like the Elmwood decal on it. Um, but do you think you can make one within a, a, a rich red fabric? Oh, darling. Customs are my specialty. Good. And she retreats to a table that she's sort of set up in the middle of her her set of displays kind of has the coffins displayed almost in like a cage around her as she kind of peeks between them to look at everyone and speak to the customers as they come around and examine the coffins but as you kind of look through at where she's disappeared to you see that there is a table in the middle of her kind of setup and it has a variety of different fabrics sort of placed around it and on it. She ducks underneath the table and pulls out a roll of this beautiful, like, red velvety fabric and sort of unrolls a bit of it and very delicately holds it through the gap between the coffins that you were looking at. And is like, does this feel luxurious enough for you? She is going to rub her like finger and thumb between the fabric and kind of like also smell it a little bit and just kind of get up that sense of taste for it. And she's just like, this would be good for the interior panel and some of the side panel parts. Y'all supply a pillow with that price? Of course we do. All right. Can I have a black fabric for the pillow? Of course. Wonderful. And she'll set that one aside. Go back to the table, kind of think for a moment, and she'll reach down, pull out a, it appears to be a thinner fabric than what you just felt, but upon her kind of holding it out, you see that it has sewn into it these like beautiful intricate swirls. And it's very beautifully decorated, but still manages to be soft, despite the fact that it's thin. I am going to hold in my excitement, but I will look at it very intricately and be like, done. Perfect. And the wood. Mm, I like how this one is shaped and stuff, but I, I mean, the handles on the side. I'm not too much of a fan, but the elm. Oh, the elm is beautiful. Um, what it is. Are there any other coffins that you like the handle shape of better? She will go around and explore, and then after a while, go, this one looks good. Ah, you're a fan of the intricate designs. I like that. I like some of the finer tastes where I can take them, and if I'm going to have to in death, then I will. Fair enough. I'd say that these fine choices... This coffin would run you 25 gold. Oh my god. Well, that's most of the money. So <laughs> she digs into her purse. Is there any way I can do maybe 
a sleight of hand accidentally like looks like I'm putting them down but I while counting but I count wrong and actually keep one or two in my hand roll sleight of hand uh that is a no-go a seven a seven okay so you you kind of try the trick but you find them falling out of your hands faster than you can really keep them there and you try to hold back like two or three gold, but she she even is kind of counting it before and will say like, oh, you're a couple short, dear. And like, not really take it maliciously. That's fine. Uh, then I guess I will give her 25 gold. She will take it gladly and be like, you will have your coffin before the weekend is done. Thank you. Of course. Hey, Zara, darling. Hmm. Bit of a query. Where are we going to be carrying this? Well, that is a bit of an issue. Actually, it turns back to, like, <laughs> the person... Sally's head is going to be low. Like, <laughs> just like, fuck. <laughs> so Fazara will turn back to the vendor and she's like, actually, I have a quick question. Do you deliver? We do. How much extra is that? Depends on how far. Give or take um four days travel. Four days is not too bad. Um, we can do an extra two gold for that. She sighs and gives her two gold. <laughs> Just let me know where I'm sending the delivery boy. And she will proceed to give information for that. Perfect. And she will, you'll see that she's had a notepad in her hand the entire time and jots down the instructions to get there from here. In the meantime, like, when that is all done and said, I kind of, like, pat Sally a little bit on the shoulders and it's like, and then pinches dragon cheeks however way I can. And she's like, you lucked out today. The lady is too kind. No offense, you need a little bit of backbone in you. This is a strong young lad. He can, I, I truly believe that he can handle anything I throw at him. I don't really have much of a choice. <laughs> Shall we go find drinks? It's a, it's a it's a festival. We want to celebrate a bit. You got you got your beautiful piece. I'm sure it'll suit I only you well. I got one coffin. Still, there's more to be enjoyed. Either way, it's still a disgrace too. Never mind. Um, that's a good bet at least. I'm sure we can find something alcoholic that's. Looks like black ichor or something. Whatever, whatever. If it would that help? That would be fine. That sounds actually good. You know, you you're this prestigious one in drinks. I'll follow you, Sir Anya. Should I go get a table reserved? Mm. Now nah, we can drink as we walk around. Enjoy the whole festival. Enjoy the day. There's much to be seen. <laughs> he sighs because he gets to be the sober buddy. <laughs> I keep I constantly am handing Sally drinks. Be like, you're you're a young man. You need to you need to drink up, get big and strong. This is how you do it. Uh, and, and and he's gonna walk with the drink. And once uh, Anya finishes her drink, hand it to her. And the cycle repeats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Indeed. And as you guys go around drinking, having a good time, looking in on all the other vendors and fun activities that they have here. How much are you guys trying to drink? Are you, like, going for, like, getting drunk, having a good time, or are you keeping it sensible? As much as Sir Anya loves to party, she is still a sensible person. 
knows how to hold her liquor for sure. So is drinking so is drinking a hefty amount, but not getting like shit face. Okay. Fair enough. She is a dwarf. Yeah. I'm getting buzzed, man. I'm gonna say then, in that case, since you know how to hold your liquor and you're planning to get buzzed but not necessarily go crazy. Make me constitution save with advantage, please. Yeah. Sally, what about you? Sally is not drinking a drop of liquor because if Anya passes out on the street, Sally has to carry her to a bed and then press the digitation, clean everything. (laughs) Oh, boy. 21. 21? Nice. Goes perfectly as planned. You get this nice, perfect buzz that gives you an extra bit of pep in your step as you're walking around exploring but nothing that's gonna throw you off your game if you get in a fight (laughs) see see now here's the thing with moonshine right you just at one point you just end up carrying a jug of it around with you taking taking bits of it as you go and like if you just keep it if you just keep on taking drinks as you go eventually you're gonna get to this nice like everything's a bit numb and everything's a bit fuzzy, but like in a nice way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm elbowing everybody. Yeah, you get it. You understand me. This is moonshine. I think. Ah, keeps drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly smells like something I've had. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was gin. I just picked up a bottle, if I'm being honest. Vasara, it is in fact gin. (laughs) (laughs) Just clap her shoulder, like just tap, tap on her shoulder. Right. Vasara is getting drunk, probably on just sampling. (laughs) She's not really paying attention. So do I need to roll for anything? Yes, you do. I need a con save. Oh my gosh, a 19. You also hold your liquor very well. And you do, after a few samples, start to get this nice... Warm buzz, but... Oh boy. Nothing that's going to knock you off your feet or cause too much damage of any sort. I think um, Sir Anya, at one point, is um, a bit tipsy and is going to end up setting up at a table arm wrestling people. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Vasara is like, kind of like, since she's buzz, is kind of like showing her hips a little bit more and she's like, come on in. It's only a goal to try. You think you can beat a woman? Uh, I'm going to press the digitation, the table and the chairs. And every time somebody, you know, wrestles, I'm going to clean it again. <laughs> I roll up my sleeve. I got a big tattooed like buff arm. on the table oh come on i'm just i'm just a young lass i couldn't possibly i (laughs) i couldn't possibly beat you (laughs) can i interject i would like to be the one to persuade people to come and arm wrestle okay i am assuming i have done this many times before as i like stand up on a chair and i'm like come one come all please challenge sir anya to an arm wrestling match She's a young, frail girl, but she loves to give it her best. Please step up and give it a try. It's only a gold piece around. If you win, you take the gold. And then as they come in, then Vizar's the one. She's like, hi, you know, nice to meet you. Okay, just sit down here. All right, this is your opponent. I, I, I rolled an 18 for persuasion. Fantastic. 
with that role, uh, you get quite a few cocky challengers that aren't worth shit. They've got their male ego and that's about all they have as they sit down at the table and realize that they're about to arm wrestle this buff fucking dwarf. How, mu- how much are drinks? Drinks would be fairly cheap. Maybe two copper a piece. Cool. I buy a drink for every challenger. Awesome. Based on your persuasion role, Sally, you get 13 challengers that very quickly and very easily lose to you. No sweat on you. Uh, Jeremy, you're going to have to do the math on the the drinks. Already doing it. Thank you. Vasara, you would pick up 13 gold as all of them come in and it's like, how frail girl, I'll win that gold back easy. Obviously not the case. Come back later for an even better time, big boy. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to hand out basically four gold to everybody. So that's. 12 and then there's two pieces. I give one to Vasara and one to myself. Yeah, I was going to say, I would say six to each of you and two to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we made some money back. And at this point, I'm just like, hmm, I almost have enough for another coffin. Indeed. But as you're all kind of packing up that little charade that you've played multiple times, uh, everybody make me a bit of a perception check, please. Oof. I don't think any of us have good wisdom. <laughs> Yo, I got a natural 20 for 17 total. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm dying right now. He has a minus three. But I'm a five for wisdom. Oh my god. <laughs> he's just, he's, he knows what's going on today. He made one gold, eight silver, and seven copper. In this little roundabout of things, he's very pleased with himself. That's enough for a lot of rations that he's probably going to have to go buy for everybody. <laughs> I got 14 perception. Okay, Vasara. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I got a 16. Nice. Okay, so everybody you would kind of notice as Sally in particular, you would recognize the sound of sniffling anywhere. And... All of your eyes kind of direct to, despite the fact that there's, it's about, it's getting close to sunset now, and there's been a bit of a large crowd. Sally, as all of your eyes fall on this kind of sniffling young child who seems to be kind of wandering aimlessly alone through the crowd, maybe like five or six this little girl is, Sally, you in particular remember hearing as you've been walking around these kind of little whispers here and there of oh there's been some strange animal attacks in the cemetery like everyone's been advised that not to go out there alone because they know that no one's going to avoid it during the coffin fest they're all here for death they're gonna want to go to the place where the death is okay and this is a little girl sniffling sniffling crying she looks a little dirty, as if she's, like, fallen a couple times and gotten back up. I'm going to gently tap Sir Anya on the shoulder and be like, Um, I believe that that little girl is in trouble. Oh, okay. <sighs> Good eye, lad. I'll, uh, whistle to Vasara and flick my head over and start making my way over. I'm going to press the digitation the girl. <laughs> Vasara is immediately like, oh, who's the target? Who's next? He's a little girl. 
makes a face and just like that. Kind of come over. Arms crossed. Okay. And as you sigh and Sally, you press the digitation, this little girl's dress clean as like tears are streaking down her face. Like she's hard, like (gasps) crying. And she kind of pauses for a minute as she watches the dirt disappear from her dress and just is like, thank you, mister. Of course, young girl. I, I, I think my mommy's in trouble. I can't find my daddy to tell him, though. Hmm. Where'd you see them last? Well, my daddy likes to drink a lot, so he usually hops from bar to bar, but I haven't been able to find him. <laughs> Because there's a lot of people out here today, and so I can't really see that well because I'm on the ground and everyone's really tall, but... Yep, I understand that. (laughs) There was a scary thing in the cemetery. Oh? Mom went there to pick where she wants the family plot to be started, because that's usually what everyone picks around this time. (laughs) But... She didn't get a chance to pick because something attacked her, and I was hoping that Daddy could help. This is in the cemetery, you said? Yeah. Alright. I don't know where it took her, though. Oh, it took her. She just kind of told me to run, and I did, and... And she kind of sees the axe on your back and is like, You look big and strong. Can you help? (laughs) Absolutely. You needn't even ask. Now, what we're gonna do is... This is a smallish town, right? Yeah, it's basically half of the land that the town is on. There's like, there's three streets full of houses or that are solely residential. Mm -hmm. The rest is a mixture of like apartments and businesses and whatnot. And then the other half is literally an open expanse of cemetery with like the black iron fence surrounding it and everything. Okay. I'll uh, still crouch down in front of the girl. Do you know what your father's name is? Uh, Chester. 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 All right. May I? Uh, (laughs) I say as I'm going to heave her onto my shoulder (laughs) and then step up onto a chair and then step up onto a table, put my fingers on my mouth and whistle as loudly as I can to call attention to myself. Alrighty. And... A lot of the noise stops. Go ahead and roll me a quick, whether you want to sort of persuade or intimidate is up to you, everyone to shut the fuck up and listen to you. I'm real good at intimidation, so I'm going to do that. (laughs) Alrighty, go for it. I'm the persuasive one. (laughs) Uh, That's a 16 total. Fantastic. Not everybody necessarily stops, stops talking but anyone who wasn't necessarily like buying something or other turns to look at you all right everyone i'm looking for chester i need him to actually take care of his child while i go save his fucking wife some guy kind of looks up and he goes sarah is that you and you see this this older man kind of, with like a wooden cane kind of hobble over and is like, excuse me, miss, I'm her grandfather. Uh, Sarah, come here. Right, climb down, Sarah. Holds up an, an arm and she's like, she kind of looks down from your shoulder and is like, Grandpa! And literally leaps off your shoulder into his arms and he nearly topples over but still like catches her and is like, 
does his best to like set her gently on the ground without either falling over or I pressed the digitation the man. <laughs> oh, oh thank you, Sonny. Yes, I'll I'll do my best to find my new good son, but um what's this about saving his wife? There's no need to worry, sir. Yeah, apparently Chester's wife seems to be enjoying the um coffin festival a little too hard and they got separated, so we're just going to check on her. Deception check, please. Oh, fuck. Can I be giving the help action? Yes, you can. Yeah, you get help. So what do I get for help? Advantage. 18. Ooh. 18? Well, he rolled a two, so... Oh, lovely. It's great. He kind of just looks up at you and is like, kind of shrugs and is like, well, with how much of a deadbeat her husband is, I wouldn't be surprised if she needed a drink every now and then. <laughs> All right, little Sarah, let's go play card games at home, huh? How would you like it if I taught you go fish? And she's like, I love fish. Let's go. And takes his hand and like... The game has nothing to do with fish. Uh... After they leave, Sally is going to look over at Saranya and be like, so are you really going to save and fuck his wife? At uh, who? I mean, who knows what the night holds? <laughs> Let's focus on doing some good first, right? Right? All right. <laughs> Glad we're all agreed. I, I was going to recommend against it as it probably goes against the codes. Right? You have those codes now, don't you? Those really are a shame. I told you you get in your little mishap one day doing this. <sighs> I'll just clean the bed sheets. <laughs> 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 Emma's over here just looking at the ground like, oh God. More like. I'm just gonna let you guys do your thing. <laughs> Why don't we start with actually doing the saving part and just roll with whatever comes after? Okay, then I guess it's off to um the graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. We hop to it. <laughs> I'm marching along. Bringing up the rear. This is this is an interesting dynamic, and it's killing me. <laughs> this is definitely a very interesting party dynamic. But yeah, you guys, it is not hard to spot the cemetery at all. And you guys head over there without much of an issue. As expected, the black iron gate that would normally keep it closed at around this time of night as the sun is now starting to set and the sky goes from its typical bluish hues to more of a orangish yellow in the sky. You all... Head in through the open gate to find it surprisingly devoid of people for a festival surrounding an instrument of death and celebrating death. Question. Is there a place that is like 30 feet off the ground-ish that would give me a good vantage point? That is within 120 feet of like most of the graveyard? I mean, there's a hill that some of the mausoleums are built off of that would be sort of... This expanse of land stretches for miles, but this hill would give you a vantage point over most of the gravestones in particular. Okay, I'm going to get close enough to just misty step on top of the mausoleum. Alrighty, you misty step up to the mausoleum. Go ahead and give me a perception check. <sighs> One of the things I'm very bad at doing. That would be a four. Seven minus three. Yikes. You see a lot of gravestones. I just keep my eyes on my party members so I can point at them and cast a message to relay messages to them as I keep a lookout. Young Sally! 
What do you see up there? Anything interesting? I'm going to point at, point over at Anya and cast message and be like, I don't see anything in particular. Lots of gravestones. I forget sometimes that he can speak in my brain, you know. <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, Sally. <laughs> you don't see any sort of like evidence of struggle or a woman fleeing from a great beast or any sort of signs that someone needs help. Sally is going to look or try to like look around at where people would normally go here. Like signs of any kind of broken grave heads or anything like that. All right. You can definitely make another perception check to find that. Are either of you on the ground doing any sort of investigating or anything to try and find these signs as well? I mean, kind of like looking to see, like, obviously, if there's any kind of signs of struggles. Like, you know, I, I imagine there'd be a lot of uh, candles lit here and some reefs and flowers, yada, yada. But I'm really just seeing what kind of signs of life are here more. That can be perception or investigation, your choice. I got a seven for, for my perception to look at details. Sally, with your seven, uh, you don't see much in the way of details of anything like deteriorated or anything, nor do you see necessarily signs of like a struggle of any sort. But you would, as you're kind of looking over, see you would see a pool of blood near to like in a large oak tree. That has a gravestone sitting underneath it. I'm going to point at Sir Anya and be like, um, Sir Anya, I do see a pool of blood over there by the large oak tree. Vasara also got a 16 for investigation. Nice. Yeah, you would see the typical signs of life in like a cemetery area. Gifts of various types left on gravestones, some more personal than others. But you would see a section of... The cemetery where that stops, mainly near that large oak tree, actually, where a lot of the graves are just untouched. Okay. I keep quiet as we go towards it for right now. I got my axe out. I'm just holding it at the ready, looking around. What's everyone's passive perception? Ten. No, eleven. Seven. Thirteen. Okay. Low wisdom party. And as you all come up on the oak tree and sort of look, Anya, you would start to see, just start to see this pool of blood kind of as you come around this oak tree. I would be watching intently for like movement. Mm -hmm. And you would just catch it as, I don't think this is going to hit your armor class anyway. Um, what is your armor class? 17. 17, yeah. An eight definitely doesn't do it as a black, almost panther looking creature leaps out and at first you think it's like clawing at your armor but what scrapes across your armor is not the claws as all eight of its feet are sort of poised leaping forward sort of in front of you but a toothed tentacle scrapes across the front of your armor as it passes by you and then just lands effortlessly in the grass a few feet from you. Ah! And sort of gives this like... I'm, I'm going to needlessly cast message on Vasara and be like, I think something just attacked Saranya. With that, I'm going to have everybody roll me initiative, please. Oh, no. Yeah, my negative one initiative. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's a five. 
Can I, like, before we do, and I say my initiative, can I, like, I just look at Anya. Is she at all, like, it says, he said that, uh, I think, you know, she got touched or she got hurt. I just look at her. She okay? I said something tried to attack her. But I just look at her. Is she okay? Fit as a fiddle. There's a scratch in the front of her armor, but... Ting, ting. Oh. I'm not gonna mention that. She she might get pissed. <laughs> she might get a little pissed. Become a barbarian? <laughs> Can I multi-class on a one-shot? <laughs> She's gonna be so pissed. It's like, yeah, you, Sally's gonna have to, like, you know, scrub it out. She has to order her <laughs> squire to gotta, do something. Gotta buff it out. Yeah. <laughs> I have mending. Yeah. Ah! I am a good squire. He's a great squire. Clean the blood from your boots. Mend your armor. I'm good. Oh, boy. Did anyone roll above a 20 for initiative? Uh, I got a 20. Nice. Okay. 20 to 15. Nope. Okay. 15 to 10? 13. 13. Okay. And what did you get, Sally? Five. Awesome. Technically, I rolled a six. Fair enough. Well, Vasara, we start with you. All right. I do believe as a drow, I get um, dark vision, right? You do. All right. So I see this creature and I believe the other two have dark vision as well. I'd probably be aware of that. So I don't need to do anything there, I suppose. I'm just going to do the good old fashioned Eldritch Blast at it. Alrighty, you rolled hit. Do I add anything to it, to it? My charisma, I believe? Yes. Oh, well, this sucks. Eight. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's gonna do it. Yeah, alright. As the Eldritch Blast goes flying past where the beast is. Okay, well, that's, that's really all I'm gonna be able to do, so, you know. Alrighty. And with your blast of magical energy whizzing past it, you hear this low growl emanate from it as it crouches down a bit more to pounce again. And it is going to take two attacks at you, Vasara, with its tentacles. Yay. Uh, so that is a 21 to hit for the first hit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And a 17 for the second. Yeah, absolutely. And as you watch these tentacles sort of fly out towards you as it pounces, you see just before they sort of latch onto your skin very briefly and tear at the flesh there that they have rows of teeth in them. What the fuck? Or not even rows. It's almost more like... Think where the suction cups on like an octopus's tentacle would be. Only their teeth. Ah. I love these things. One rakes across your arm, the other across your stomach. First one doing six points of bludgeoning damage as it uh, slams into you. Another six as it pierces your arm and rips into the muscle there. So that's 12 points in that first hit alone. Well, well, uh, Vizara looks really fucked. <laughs> really fucked. Too bad nobody rolled a cleric. Another six points total uh, for that second hit across your stomach. That's 18 total points of damage. <laughs> yeah, I looked really bad. 
But sorry, I might be using that coffee. <laughs> yeah, good thing you just ordered that. Yeah, I had it delivered, though. That you did. <laughs> and I don't think I could get that money back. So yeah, next up, that's its turn. And we have Anya next, as you watch this thing tear into your friend. Yells into battle, don't touch my girlfriend! I've been holding my axe this entire time as I see this thing attack Vasara. I just kind of crack my neck to the side and go, all right, kitty. And I'm going to rush it. I'm going to try to hit it with my great axe. Alrighty. And I forgot to have you do this, Vasara. My apologies. But you are rolling these attacks with disadvantage, ma'am. Yep. Well, I, I didn't hit anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, um, god damn, first one was a 19, um, but that, it's with disadvantage, so, oh, I have plus 5, so that's a 12 and a 19, so that's 17. 17 still hits. Oh, thank god. <laughs> okay, um, that is going to be 9 plus 3, 12 points of damage. Alrighty, and you watch as your axe rakes across the beast. Returning that scratch only in blood, not in metal, as it cries out in pain. Just as I cleaver it with my fucking great axe, I'm just going to kind of step back and kind of motion it over with a nod of my head and be like, you're attacking the wrong one there. Come on, let's go. And uh, that's about all I can do here. And with that, it does turn its attention back to you. With a low growl. There you go. I guess I owe her a drink now. As we move to Sally. Sally is going to twirl their staff around, point their staff at them, and cast Firebolt. Go for it. Uh, that attack roll is going to have disadvantage, though, good sir. 14 at disadvantage. That hits. Two damage. Nice. <laughs> you shoot the Firebolt out towards the creature. Hoping to do as much damage as the knight that you follow and watch as it singes one of the tentacles and it kind of curls up in a way, but there's not really much of a reaction to the beast other than for the tentacles to kind of like swing back in your direction. The teeth kind of almost looking like they're staring at you. Luckily, I am far away from this little thing, <laughs> standing on top of a mausoleum, throwing fireballs. I'm also going to keep a lookout for any other displacer beasts. And with that, we go back to the top of the round with Vasara. Vasara's kind of hurt, so I am going to look at this thing and cast Ray of Sickness. Okay, so that's a saving throw, right? It is a ray of sickening green energy lashing out towards a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against a target. On a hit, uh, it takes 2d8. Poison damage must have constitution saving roll. Okay, so it makes a constitution save against being poisoned. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to roll 2d20s pretty much and add my charisma. I got a natural 20 and I got a 3. Oh. Well, that's a 5 to hit. That doesn't do it as the green glowing energy once again whizzes past the beast. So all this muck just comes out pretty much and and just sits on the ground. So so I have a question. You two are in melee range and you are not flanking it. I didn't think I was in melee range. 
But I think I am now, actually. It came towards me. Well, no, it's going towards her. Well, it, it was in front of you because it attacked you last. And I ran up towards it. How about this? If I'm anywhere near close, I'm going to leave. <laughs> All right. It will get an attack of opportunity. Nope. Never you. mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know why we're not flanking? This is why. Keep flanking. What do I do? How do you flank? You just stand there. I'm not one of you guards. What do I do? Oh, I'll call you back. You got it. Just like you just stand there. It's fine. <sighs> I'm going to go in a coffin today. Bizarre, can we do drinks later? Kill this thing first! <laughs> Working on it! And with that, it is going to turn actually back to you, Anya. And the tentacles are going to fly towards you this time. First one was a natural two, so that's definitely not going to do anything. Ooh, I'm dodging. That second one's going to be a bit better with uh, 22 to hit. That does hit. Fuck! <laughs> Alrighty, so first one again clangs off the armor, no effect, but the second one slams into your cheek as as you're kind of getting a little cocky for 11 points of damage. Doesn't feel good, does it, Anya? Woo! Come on! Hit me again, motherfucker! As we move on to Anya. I'm gonna hit this thing again. Now that you mentioned that, because that is a good point. Can I get into flanking position with um, Visara? Because we're both in melee, correct? Yes, you would both be in melee because Visara was previously attacked and you ran up to hit it. Uh, so yeah, you can maneuver yourself without leaving its threat range. To... Okay, so it just becomes a flat roll instead of disadvantage? Yes, it would be a flat roll. Ooh, so that's going to be an 18. 18 will hit. So that is going to be... 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage? Nice. And I will go ahead and bonus action second wins. Um, but I'm going to do, um, when I use my second wins, I can do a rallying cry. So I hit this thing <laughs> with my axe once more. I'm trying to cleave back into the base of where the like tentacles are. And then I tear the axe out. I got blood on my face from where it was hit, from where it hit me. And I'm going to turn towards the other two and point at them and yell, don't worry, I've got your back. We're not gonna fall tonight. And you guys, if you're within 60 feet of me, regain just three HP because we're low level, but you get three HP back. Well, let me roll and see how much I get. Ooh, that's a 10. So I go back up to full health. Nice. Sally, you would be just within that 60-foot range. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, indeed. But that is um, my turn there. Indeed. And we move over to Sally to close out this round. Well, <laughs> Sally is going to misty step down off of the mausoleum. He's going to move 30 feet within spell range or within like melee range point his staff at this thing, and firebolt it in the face. All right. Roll the hit with a disadvantage, good sir. Seven. That still does not hit. Even standing so close to this snarling beast. That's fine. I have my quarter staff in my hand. I'm just trying to, you know, confuse it by flanking it and hopefully giving a chance for um, Miss Seriously Wounded over here to back away. And as the firebolt flies above it and it almost kind of looks at you like... Like, what were you trying to hit? Like, almost like a taunting look in its eyes. 
we move to the top of the round to Visara. Unless there was something else you wanted to do on your turn. No, but it's not going to like my next turn. Oh boy. Visara, what are you doing? Well, just from its attacks, I I had a Eldritch inv- in Invocation for Armor of Shadows, which is basically, I get Mage Armor. And it says, at will. What does that mean? Do I Can I just get that for free? Yeah, that means that you can cast it without spending material components or anything in order to cast it or action economy it doesn't it doesn't need an action or a bonus action you can use it on your turn or an enemy's turn i am gonna fucking use that shit even though it would only bump my ac up to like two by two or anything like that but i mean it's better than nothing even though it hit me way higher than that um i'm getting real pissed off i'm just gonna pull out my light crossbow and i'm gonna fire at it all right. Disadvantage, ma'am. Why do you gotta say disadvantage? It's a nine. That doesn't hit. I'm sorry. I fuck off. I can't hit it. I came for this trip to buy a goddamn coffin and I almost got put in it. That's all I'm done. Part of the coffin festival. Vasari just puts the crossbow down. It's like, all right, I'm done. You guys can kill this thing. And with that, we go back to its turn as it turns. Seeing that it's got two people on it now, it is going to go ahead and take a swing at one at each of you. One at Anya and one at Sally. That is a 17 to hit you, Anya. That is exactly my AC. Which still hits, I believe. Sally, that's a 15 to hit you. Oh yeah, easily. So then Anya, as this thing scrapes across your hand this time, take nine points of damage total. And Sally, you take ten points. Oh, we're halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you guys don't have a lot of health at level three. (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to a Displacer Beast who's got like over 60 or something. Wait, hold on. If I was flanking it, I still had to set advantage? Or is it only Anya that gets advantage? No, it's, if it's a melee attack, you get normal. Ranged attacks, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Mother of fucking... I, mm. Yeah, combat rules suck sometimes. Uh-huh. To say I'm salty is not the word. To say I'm the ocean is... Oh boy. We go ahead and move on to Anya. Y'all know what I'm going to do. Who? that is a 17 plus 5, 22. 22 hits. Come on, give me a 12. Give me a 12. Give me a 12 on the d12. Come on, bitch. <gasps> That's a 12! Shit, okay. I asked nicely. No, I didn't. I called it a bitch. That's 15 total. Damn it. Shit, okay. What are you doing to this thing? Oh my god, is it dead? No, it's not it's not done, but uh, still this is like max damage for you, so what the fuck are you doing to it? As it scrapes across my hand and my arm, I am going to yank my hand back to detach the tentacle from it and just kind of give the axe a twirl in my hand and bring it down um right across the side and just cut as deep as I can into it. Indeed. And as it screams out in pain, 
you actually manage to remove one of the back legs. Oh, shit. With that swing. It's got seven legs now, but it's still holding strong. Although it's starting to look more hurt now as we move to Sally. Unless there's more that you want to do. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and action surge and attack again. Go for it. Yes, do it while we are standing next to it. That is 12 plus 5, 17 again. 17 hits. Dope, dope, dope. Come on, bitch. You just gave me a 12. You can do it again. I believe in you. Come on, bitch. That's not a 12, but that's a 9. So that's uh 12. Yeah, that is 12. It did give me 12. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just not in the way not you thought. Not in the way I expected. So that's another 12 points of damage. Yeah, you rake the axe across it again, this time sort of cleaving into the back of it as like a couple legs buckle, but it's still standing strong as we move to Sally. Question for the DM. Suppose I use lightning breath. Can I do it? Aiming like diagonally at the ground as to not hit my party members. Or do I have to readjust to like the side of the thing and breathe through its abdomen? I would say that you would have to move uh, in order to do it. You wouldn't provoke an attack of opportunity. You can stay within threat range, but you would have to maneuver a little bit to make sure that you didn't hit Anya. All right, then I am going to move to set angle and release my draconic fury. Go for it. Needs to make a DC save. Eight plus my proficiency modifier plus my constitution modifier, which is a 10 total. 10 total already. Fingers crossed. What type of save was it again? It is a dexterity saving throw. And if it's a displacer beast, if it succeeds, it takes no damage. Mm-hmm. Well, you're very lucky then because it got a six. Woot. Eight damage. There you go, lad! Kick its ass! As you're going to see Salazar get down on all fours and just be like. <laughs> lightning arcs out. And you see the lightning arc out of Salazar's mouth and sort of crash down onto this displacer beast, which tenses up as the jolts of electricity run through it. But it's still standing afterwards as we move back to Vasara. Do you think I can hit it? <laughs> You can certainly try. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We'll try. You know what? I think I'm going to use the light crossbow again, honestly, and take a shot because I feel like I got a better chance at that right now. So it has to be disadvantage. Yes. All right. Don't tell me that <laughs> whenever I'm mid-roll. There's a 15 for the first one and a 13. So 13 plus three, 16 to hit. That does hit. Congrats. You're fucking joking me. Did you roll one damage? I did. I, I rolled a one, but it's a six total. And then I'm going to spit on it if I can. That's the hit. That's not um damage. Oh, that's not damage. Click, click the word <gasps> light crossbow. 11 damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Visara's going to spit on this thing as well and just be like, why don't you hit me, big fucking ugly piece of rotting corpse worse than a peasant's fucking turd in a street. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. I kind of wanted it to hit me. And with that, as it has a crossbow bolt now protruding out of its abdomen, it turns to face you and it's going to make its both of its two attacks at you. All right. I'm going to hellish rebuke in retribution. 
Hell yes. Well, said it not to roll very well. Uh, what's your armor class? It's 16 right now. Yeah, so it rolled a natural one and a five. All right, I tried. It still missed me, piece of shit. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty rough now, and you can see that, like, one eye is at the point where it's, like, swelling up, and it can't really see properly, so the tentacles don't quite find their mark. Oh, Anya gave him the knuckle sandwich. I, I would like to look at Anya and just be like, we're playing softball right up the underhand swing. <laughs> Hell yeah, lad. Let's go batter up. <laughs> if that's the end of its turn, I'm taking my next swing. It is. Go ahead. Cut it right at the middle from the bottom. Uh, that is 13 plus 5, 18. That hits. My pink dice are treating me well. They're treating me well today. Indeed. Okay, come on. You've been giving me 12s. You've been giving me 12s, pink dice. Come on. That's not a 12, but that's still pretty good. That's an 8 plus 3, so that's another 11 points of damage. Alrighty. This thing's looking really rough as we move to Sally. Finish it, lad! Question. Uh, let's see. Should I do this or not? Answer? Yeah, let's do this. I'm going to try and thwack it with my quarterstaff. Two-handed style. Go for it. And you get a flat roll because you're doing a melee attack. Eight. Nope. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> you go to thwack it, and it looks like you're about to thwack this thing, but you thwack through an image, and you find that it's standing to the right of you where you hit, not actually where you thought it was. As Sally's like, this is my moment. I can do this. Hits the ground. Fuck again. <laughs> As we move to Masara. Again, holy crap. I suppose I'm going to actually try to Eldritch Blast it now. All right. Roll the hit. Let's see. So is it a disadvantage? Yes, it is. All right. So 14 to hit. That hits. Woo! Three damage. It's, it's literally on its last legs. <laughs> the magical energy completely severs one of the tentacles it's gone now good fuck him that's uh, that's the end of my turn sorry <laughs> yeah he looks pretty rough and in retaliation is going to swing at you twice that is a 16 and a 12 to hit the 16 just hits I'm going to hellish rebuke it. Hell yes. Okay. Uh, you take 11 points of damage as this thing slashes across you. Uh, do I Do I still get my hellish rebuke? Yes. You still get hellish rebuke even if you drop to zero. Let, let's do that real quick because I'm dead. <laughs> uh, so it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Uh, what's the DC on it? A 12. Rolled a natural one. Woohoo! Fuck yeah. 14 fire damage. It still takes half damage, so it only takes seven, but the floor is yours. Um, as it hits me, it pretty much I go off as an explosion. I fall down dead, but this thing, it like, it explodes one of the tentacles and the, the fire literally crackles all the way up to like pretty much its, its head or I can't even, I don't even know what they look like, but the fire crawls up it so fast and it just lets off a screech 
and it falls over dead. And it smells pretty good. I take the potion of healing that I have, pour it into my mouth, and mouth to mouth, give it to her. Oh man, this is my day. Lad, you don't have to... Oh, well. And how much are you healing her for, Sally? Let me see. Potions of healing. Leave a regular potion of healing is 2d4 plus 2. Uh, yeah, 2d4 plus 2. So, ba ba da ba. Nine. Almost max healing. It was the mouth to mouth. That's what boosted it. Oh, absolutely. I, I have to do this then. Um, so, if that's the case, I come back to him basically force mama bird between me. Yeah, you come back to a uh, dragon mouth completely clasped over your face <laughs> and potion dripping down into your mouth. You know what? I'm going to say she's still got the little drunk, so she just, like, starts... She starts, like, licking and... <laughs> it just starts fronting you. Salazar's going to back up, start spitting out of his mouth. Prestidigitation you, prestidigitation Miss Anya, prestidigitation himself and the displacer beast and is just like... That was a disturbing display. That was wonderful. Let's do that again sometime. What, the battle or... No, not the battle, Anya. Not the battle. I, I think, I'm not sure which one I prefer you saying, let's do that again sometime. Come on, get up. I'll grab you and pull you up your feet. <laughs> right, and she dusts herself off, wipes off invisible dust, and it's just like, ah, we're not getting paid for that, are we? It's doing it for the good of it, Zara. Then I would like to be very drunk now. That can be arranged. I'm going to go over and cut off the head of the beast. I, I was already picking up the whole beast to carry it. Don't worry, okay. don't worry, don't worry. And as you lift up the beast, Anya's axe swings down and the head comes clean off. It covers me in blood again and it's just like... <sighs> well, not as much because Vasara cooked it before she fell unconscious. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing. Still gonna press the digitation myself again and start mending Anya's armor. Yeah, I'm gonna with the head I'll hold it out towards um Sally and be like, You wanna have the honor of carrying it in? Yes, sir. Picks up the head. Remember, hold it aloft once we enter. Should we look for the missing mother? Right, of course. I am walking beside Anya while casting mending on her armor. <laughs> Just, like, following her with my hands on the armor, repairing any of the scratches done. And you watch Anya as the scratches on your armor slowly begin to dissipate. That's why you're one of the best. Clap on the back really hard. It makes him stumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And whoever's looking around for the mother, go ahead and make me either perception or investigation, whichever you prefer. I'm better at perception. I'm going to investigate. Ooh, I got an 11 investigation. I got a 14. This is where my awesome rules stop. I got nine. Uh, so Sally, Anya, you guys actually wouldn't find anything, but Vas Vasara, as you're kind of ducking through, you move away from the oak tree a little bit, following sort of a trail away from the pool of blood. You find the body of a woman slumped against a gravestone, bleeding very heavily out of a bite that was taken out of her side, but very much alive and shallowly breathing. I found her, and she's going to need some healing. A lot of it. Run over. You don't have any potions or anything, right? No. No, sir. I, I used mine. No, that's a good use. Which one of us is faster? I'm not that fast, but I can carry. 
I'm not particularly fast either. <sighs> I'll pick her up fireman style over my shoulder and just be like, into town we go and start sprinting towards town. I'm going to run behind carrying the head of the creature above my... Actually, I'm going to mount the head of the creature on the banner. Hell yeah. I'm going to pull the banner out and, ca and carry it into town. All right, and you guys sprint back into town and seeing you carrying an injured woman, the crowd would very quickly like part away as you kind of found your way to what would essentially be like a hospital. A physician. As we're going through town, I'm going to be sitting there be going, All hail Sir Anya of the Purple Dragon Order. She has slain the beast and saved the city. She slain the beast. Okay, I need you to think about this for a second. Who did more damage to that creature? <laughs> Shut up. You get her to the infirmary and a local uh, healer would be able to uh, bandage her up and kind of put a poultice on it to make sure that it's going to heal nicely, but it could take like a couple of days for her to fully recover. She remains unconscious while you guys are there. As you return out of the infirmary, Anya, with Sally's faithful cheering, a crowd of cheers erupt as you step out of the infirmary. I try to grab Vassar's hand and lift it up in like a victory thing, but I'm short, I'm small, so it doesn't really work. I'm holding her hand up and my my arm is up trying to hold her hand up, but her hand is like not not up at all. <laughs> it's dead weight, all of it. <laughs> but people still catch on to the energy and are like, yeah, drinks for everybody. Let's go. I wave the banner around. Vasaria <laughs> suddenly gets into it. Yes, drinks, drinks, lots of them. And as the three of you are passed a numerous amount of free drinks for your services to the town of Dusk Hollow, I think that's where we're going to leave it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sally's going to continue handing drinks to um, his knight and slowly mend, you know, everyone else's armor and clothing. Indeed. Well, I hope you enjoyed our shenanigans there, everyone. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to us this evening or morning or whenever you're listening. If you want more of us, you can find us all around social media with our podcast network, Tabletop Tailspinners Network. We also have a network Discord server where you can get updated on when the next episode goes live, chat with other listeners, and let us know what you think of the show. Uh, just visit the link tree in the description to find it. We look forward to seeing you around the community and right here on this podcast feed for our next set of characters and shenanigans, whatever that may be. Thank you all again, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Hey, Sally, you want to do another makeout sesh? That would be inappropriate for a, a night in training. 